Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, this is Robert Smigel, and welcome to the BC edition of Canada's podcast, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia. Based out of Vancouver, Curtis Christofferson leads over 300 virtual and in-person trainers and was recognized as Canada's top trainer in 2020 by Impact Magazine. He's also been featured in notable publications such as Forbes, The Globe and Mail, and SGB Magazine, and was also a former Ernest & Young Canadian Entrepreneur of the Year finalist. Curtis is the founder and CEO of Workout, that's W-R-K-O-U-T, the first connected fitness brand to deliver live, face-to-face personal training optimized for the virtual experience. Well, Curtis, welcome to Canada's podcast, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thanks, Robert. Nice to be here, and and, uh, yeah, excited about uh, this episode. Awesome. Okay. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. I, I don't know if you were born and raised in Vancouver or not, but also give us the details on your current business. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I was born and raised in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, and early on, I, I heavily involved with sports and athletics and, and obviously school. And, you know, my sporting career evolved, uh, became a national team, national water polo team member and representing Canada, traveled around the world. Uh, meanwhile, my love for sport transferred over into my education. So uh, after I graduated high school, went in and got a degree from uh, SFU in kinesiology and then embarked on uh, the personal training industry. And what I thought was going to be a short-term career or a short-term or a stepping stone for my career, it turned into a, you know 20 years of, of um, applying my passion, my education, my experience. And so now I, um, as you mentioned, I own Innovative Fitness, which is a one-on-one boutique personal training business. Uh, been around for 20 years. We have 12 brick and mortar locations across Canada. And we recently launched uh, a company called Workout, as you mentioned, WRKOUT.com. And Workout is a live virtual personal training company um, that we launched thanks to the pandemic. Awesome. Okay. Now... Did you need financing to start workout? And how do you currently make money in the business now with this virtual training thing? How does that look like as far as bringing dollars in the door? Yeah. So early on in in uh, in twenty twenty, when when the pandemic hit, you know, we we saw an opportunity to pivot our brick and mortar business and deliver the same high quality, high end services online. And what we didn't realize is that. You know the uptick, uh, the interest, and the and the feedback was so great that we decided there was an opportunity to to bridge it off and and create a whole new uh, opportunity and whole new business called Workout. And from that point onwards, um, you know it was self funded for about twelve months, and then we realized for the opportunity um, being in tech that we were going to raise money. And so we've done a seed round. We've raised over three million dollars US. Uh, and we're off to the races. So that that business now is is self sustaining. We we will do future raises from a finance perspective, but you know we generate revenue through uh, consumers that want to connect with a high end vetted personal trainer, virtual trainer, anywhere, anytime in the world, online. And uh, we have everything from personal trainers, dance instructors, yoga instructors, and now people can have this same experience that they have with a personal trainer in person. Um, now in the confines of their own home or when they travel. Okay. Entrepreneurs need to stay healthy. They need to stay in shape. 
They need to be at the top of their game. I want you to give me a key piece of knowledge or information about your industry that our listeners can learn from that they may not know about. This could be some tips on physical fitness, some things that you can provide to entrepreneurs that might be thinking myself, I, I need to get in shape. What would be some things that you could offer to them? Yeah, here's a here's a very relevant and fun fact is that now with, with the movement around work from home, uh, a lot of people underestimate what that's doing for people's health. You know, the work from home uh, model, people are overperforming at work. Uh, they're spending more time in front of their computers, spending more time in their jobs. They're not going out and they might be walking their dogs or they might be doing their own fitness at home. But for the most part, you know, they say 80% of people are overperforming um, working from home than working in the office. There's no, you know, water cooler talk. There's no distractions. And so what's happening is that as much as work performance is going up, health is going down. And so, you know, we truly believe that, you know, the future of fitness is actually how do we, you know, um, understand that if, if people are, are overperforming in work or are overworked, how are they carving out the time for their health and wellness um, when they're working from home? And that's going to be an important factor going forward. Yeah. So I think one of the things is that you do the virtual training. Um, that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs could consider. But if there was something that you could say, you know, real quickly, what are some three things that someone could do to kind of build a routine? Because I think mm. what's happening to a lot of people is that I don't have time for it. I simply don't have time to be have a, a reg. Because let's face it, you just can't go into a gym for an hour or a month and say I'm good, I'm done, right? Like yeah. a lot of people do. It's a it's a regiment. It's a it's a it's a discipline. So yeah. um, what is what is something that uh, uh, a person that is looking to go down that road? What would you say to them? Yeah, so I, I think there's some fundamentals that people have to consider. Number one, set goals in your physical health and wellness, just like you set goals in other aspects of your life, such as business. That's number one. Number two, uh, there should be no excuse. There's never a good time. Um, you're always going to run out of time. So you got to prioritize that just as much as you prioritize other meetings or other commitments, such as family. Um, number three, get up early. You know, do it before. I always say that there's less traffic on both ends early in the morning or late at night. Um, if you're one that procrastinates or puts it off or doesn't prioritize your health, do it first thing before there's a lot of distractions happening, whether it's emails or phone calls or, you know, other meetings, you know, get it done before all of that. If you think that you're going to, you're having trouble getting it done at two, three, four o'clock during the day, it's never going to happen. So I would do that, get it done early in the morning and, uh, and make sure that you are, are committing to a certain period of time. It takes 90 days to see the benefits of of a, a strong health and wellness program. So don't think that you're gonna, it's gonna happen overnight. It never does. There's no magic pill. There's not a one hit wonder. Um, you know, make sure that you're committed for the long haul because it's gonna take 90 days to establish not only habits, behaviors, but also see the results from a strong wellness program. It's almost a lifestyle, isn't it? I mean, you have yeah. to really incorporate it into, I mean, you're talking about 90 days, but I think after the 90 days, you got to keep going, right? I mean, and you've got to do it uh, consistently and, uh, uh, and not take a year off or whatever that looks like. For sure. I mean, you got to embark on this. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're not getting any younger. Everybody is getting older. And, and uh, if you want to live longer or perform better at your work, um, you've got to embrace this as, as part of your lifestyle. And if you think it's just a, you know, punch in, punch out or subscribe to this 90 day plan, you know, that's, that's where you're going to fail to begin with. Um, because that's where, you know, the ebbs and flows of, of your weight or your overall wellness, 
you know, we see it time and time again. People lose the weight, then they get complacent, then they stop the program. And then, you know, a year later, they're back to square one. So, you know, if you embrace it, just like you do with your nutrition, um, that it is part of your lifestyle and it's part of a, you know, regular commitment, just like, you, you know, when you become a family member or a dad or a mom, you know, that's a commitment that you have. And, and when you embrace that as a lifestyle, then, you know, there's nothing better. Okay. What is the long-term vision and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, the, the landscape of, of fitness has changed dramatically since the pandemic. You know, I would say that it's one of the industries that was that you're probably the most complacent and, and less prog- the least progressive out of everything. And so I think the future of fitness, you know, not just our company, but the future of fitness is, you know, a combination of the digital strategy and the in-person strategy. I don't think in-person is going away. And so our future plans are to incorporate an omni-channel experience for our clients where they can have both the options of in-person experiences as well as a digital experience so that when they travel, um, corporate travel, vacation travel, you name it, they can stay connected to that uh, that overall business experience. So our plans are to continue to expand the brick and mortar. Uh, That brick and mortar is going to you know, uh, expand further across Canada, more in the Toronto area, as well as uh, in the US, and then combine that with a a full tech and digital experience. So it's going to be a a full encompassed experience um, that is going to combine the tech and the digital component to the in-person component that we've seen in the last 20 years. Okay, let's talk a little bit about doing business in British Columbia, Canada. What are the biggest benefits for you in being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Yeah, I think from British Columbia, I think there's there's a lot of value and benefits opening a business or starting a business in, in this province. I think it's a very progressive province from... Uh, culture. You look at some of the great examples that have come out of BC and particularly Vancouver, whether it's, you know, the Lululemons of the world, uh, Sugoi, that's a, you know, a company, um, let alone the Ritzia is reigning champ or, you know, some tech companies like Hootsuite and, and Thinkific. Um, we're a very culture oriented business. I mean, you know, some in the East might think that we're uh, yogis and, and we like to get on our paddle boards, but there's a level of culture that is created amongst um, and a lifestyle that's created in, in companies in Vancouver and, and in British Columbia. So I think that's one of the benefits um, for sure that I, I, I definitely pride myself that our company and the culture that's been created um, is, is thanks to, to the environment that we, we've, you know, essentially grown our company in. So. Okay. Some of the challenges you've had, what are, what are those look like? Yeah, some of the biggest challenges that we've seen in, in doing business out of BC, in particular out of Vancouver, is is the cost of living. You know, the the cost of living. We know that Vancouver is recognized as one of the you know top cities in in the world, and the cost of living is drastically increased. And therefore, it's not affordable to live. And and so when you have an in person business that you can't work remotely necessarily, it's a very difficult city to do business in because the cost of living is high. Um, you know, and finding great employees that are range from, you know, 20 to 25 years old or 30 years old, you know, they just can't afford to live here. So that's probably been one of the biggest challenges that we've had, um, you know, doing business in BC. Okay. We have a lot of immigration in Canada. Now, so I want you to answer this question on their behalf. If you were to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, 
Knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big question, a loaded question. Um, just a short well, answer. You can just keep it, you know, yeah, some of the things yeah, you would do, like networking, would you get yeah, out there I mean, more? Yeah, for sure. Networking is, is, was going to be my answer. I mean, the reality is, is that nothing um, bad comes from knowing a lot of people. I think, you know, the, the stronger you are at creating community, creating connections and, and networking, I think can benefit you as long as you have great intentions, you know, um, getting to know a lot of people, I think can open up a lot of doors. Okay. Let's talk about your morning routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? Yeah, for sure I do. So when I wake up in the morning, uh, first thing I do is, is have two glasses of cold water. Um, I, I tend to obviously hop in the shower, have a cold shower, kind of reset the nervous system. Um, always have a coffee. Um, I'm, I'm a coffee fanatic. I, I love a nice, nice, good, good cup of Java. And, uh, and then I start my day by walking to work and, and having a list of, um, creating a list of to do's for the day. Usually I have a good understanding of what my meeting agenda looks like and everything else that's happening. But, um, I get, you know, set, set my day up for success by doing that. And then, um, off to the races. Okay, let's talk about how you educate yourself. Entrepreneurs love to read and intake information. What books are you reading now and why, or even audiobooks or podcasts? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also entrepreneurs? Yeah, I would say uh, audiobooks and, and hardcover books are, are probably my, my go-to. Um, I have a couple right now. Uh, Zero to One is, is a book by Peter Thiel. It's, it's, a, you know, it's great for people that want to go in and, and start a business or understand, you know, how to scale a business and all the challenges um, early on. Uh, the Messy Middle, I'm in the middle of, of reading that. It's funny I say that. I'm, I'm in the middle of reading The Messy Middle. Um, and that's a, that's a phenomenal book. And I just finished a book called Play Bigger. And uh, all three books for entrepreneurs out there, I, I highly recommend them. Some of the best books I've read today. Any online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis? Yep. So I do, um, I have a uh, agenda. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm really uh, focused on, on writing things down. Uh, one of the, one of the tools that I, I love actually right now is called the remarkable. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a digital notepad. Um, very easy to uh, write down your thoughts um, and organize, you know, whether it's meeting notes or, or anything like that. So I, I highly recommend using a product of that nature. And um, yeah, I would say that's, that's most of them. Okay. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Yeah. You know, I always, it was kind of on my, on my uh, dream list. I always wanted to be a sports agent. Um, I thought, how great would it be to um, organize uh, and, and uh, represent some of the best athletes in the world or, you know, celebrities. So I, I definitely, I probably would want to be a sports agent of anything. And that's not because of Jerry Maguire, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it definitely, um, when I watched that show, it definitely resonated with me. And, and I always wanted to be that before I, I embarked on the, the training industry. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Could not do it. Huh. It's the complete opposite of my wife, uh, being an accountant. I, uh, you know, spreadsheets uh, are not my forte. It's not something I love to do. I, you know, you have to do it in business, but um, I definitely would not want to be an accountant. In business, what's your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Is there something you like to use frequently, like a word or a sentence? Oh, or a yeah. Quote? 
Six yeah. Months. If more than one person is accountable, nobody's account- accountable. It's my favorite line. Um, you know, people have to have a good understanding of what their role and responsibilities are. And and if once again, if um, more than one person's accountable, nobody's accountable. What's your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? I would say, how about this? Any excuses? I think there's, you know, we, we own the trademark, no excuse. I mean, at the end of the day, there's always a, you know, a way to get, get around anything. So if, you know, if someone has an excuse, I, I think there's, uh, you know, there's an answer to everything. Okay. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Driven and outgoing. I would say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely an individual that um, if I have my heart stuck on something or my, you know, mind focused on something, I'm going to get it done. And, uh, you know, I've, I've all my life, whether it's sports, athletics, business, you name it, you know, I'm definitely driven in that way. So do you think those two traits uh, are helpful in your success? Uh, for sure. Success? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Anything keeping you up at night these days? Ah, uh, business. I mean, it's yeah. kept me up for the last 20 years. Uh, <laughs> when you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, I think at the end of the day, it, it, um, you know, there's ebbs and flows of the challenges and that, you know, there's highlights and lowlights. And, you know, based on, you know, what businesses have gone through over the last 16 months or, you know, 20 months, it's, it's been a grind. And, and uh, you know, carving out what's next, uh, the evolution of business, how we stay uh, ahead of the curve, how we, you know, continue to innovate, um, I think is super important. And so, you know, for the most part, I mean, you know, does it keep me up all night, every night? No. Um, do I wake up in the middle of the night and, and have the sticky note right next to me and write down notes, ideas, thoughts for sure. And I've done that for 20 years. So. Okay. I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be whether you want to do philanthropy, a TEDx talk, write a book, um, travel more, anything that you want to do beyond work. Oh yeah. I mean, I have a whole, uh, while I'm alive list, I created about uh, in 2003, I think it was. And uh, it's kind of like my version of a bucket list. Um, the top three, I would say, uh, I want to surpass $10 million donated to charity. Um, you know, our company and organization has, has hit uh, $6 million so far. So uh, $10 million uh, towards charity um, is, is definitely on the bucket list. That'd be number one. Uh, I think um, I would want to uh, I've always said that I want to swim the English Channel. That's something that you know uh, my my family heritage is from England. I was a swimmer. Um, it's on my list list to accomplish from an athletic perspective. And um, I think overall, uh, this is a general term, but leave a legacy for my kids. Um, and that's you know not only you know their values, but you know um, business. So I can hand over whether it's you know business or. Um, you know, guidance or you name it. I want, I, you know, my goal is for them to be better, um, a better person than I am. So. Awesome. Okay. We're going to wrap things up. Do you have any advice that you may receive that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout Canada? Yeah. You know, early on, my dad said it in two different ways. Um, nothing bad comes from hard work and, you know, if you're the first one in the last one out, you know, um, you know, whether it's the office or, you know, at a networking event or you name it, you know, nothing's bad can, is going to come from that either. And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, don't give up, 
you know, if you're a young entrepreneur and, and you have a dream and aspirations, um, you know, find your way, be ready to pivot, be ready to adapt. Um, you know, it's nothing better than you can do. Um, don't have your heart set on necessarily the path to get there um, because you're going to have to pivot and adapt. But, you know, don't ever give up on those dreams and ambitions. Awesome. Okay. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Uh, you know what? Uh, anybody can get a hold of me, even through directly through my email, Curtis, U R T I S, at, I'll make it easy, innovativefitness.com. Um, that's one of my email addresses. You can find us on, on both of our websites. So workout.com, W R K O U T.com, or innovativefitness.com. Uh, two easy ways to get a hold of us, too. And um, to finish off, uh, really appreciate obviously being on on the podcast, and uh, I hope this was helpful for everybody that's listening. Yes, obviously it has been. I think you know you had some really good words of advice for how to maintain physical fitness and the commitment and and uh, and making sure that the di- the discipline's there and um, and just don't look at it as a ninety day thing. Go beyond that and make it part of a lifestyle. I think that's real important. Healthy leaders perform better. Yeah, that's a good one. Healthy leaders perform better. I like that one. Okay. Well, thank you, Curtis, for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure listeners have as well. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to Canada's podcast and listening to Curtis's story. Like, comment, and subscribe to all our channels to get the latest podcasts from entrepreneurs across Canada. And we'll see you next time.